And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Lincoln, are you shocked that you've gotten this far without anybody asking you about all the rumors this week? I'm just saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about it, so I might as well. Um, I mean, it's nonstop. I mean, it's it's every day. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Gary. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Can I ask you? Next question. No, Lincoln Riley is not going to be the next head coach at LSU. No lies detected because he's going to be the next head coach at USC. Max Olson. Were you prepared for this bombshell today? You covered Bedlam last oh, night. You dude. were you were there when he said that. What 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 happened? <laughs> dude, I where do we begin? I mean, I literally just got home from Oklahoma. I'm going on about an hour of sleep here, so I'll try to be as coherent as possible. I was listening to your fine podcast at about three in the morning, driving driving to, to Tulsa. Um, you know. Can't believe this is where this is where we are today. I like where do you start, Andy? Like, I mean, honestly, like bottom line, like holy shit, like this is one of the craziest coaching flips we've ever seen. Um, at least in sort of recent. I mean, look, I, I know Jimbo to AM is like kind of a high high standard, right? In terms of last five, ten years, but dude, I mean, and Jimbo won a national well, that's, title. That's but what I was thinking. Come on. But th- th- this is this feels bigger than that because yes. we know that Jimbo was not pleased with Florida State at the time, and things and they were, were having a bad year. Between yeah, the, of course, yeah, right. There was things friction. were not good between that was, the parties. There was clear friction at the time. Ah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any friction with Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. I think this is him choosing USC, and and so if you're not watching the video version of the podcast, which by the way you can find on YouTube, but if you're listening to it. Our headline on this podcast is Holy Forking Shirt Balls, Lincoln Riley Took the USC Job. So clearly he thinks Los Angeles is the good place compared to Norman. Now, the, the question is, why is that? Is it a desire to, to, to live out there? Is it he doesn't want that SEC smoke that's coming when Oklahoma moves conferences? Is it that he feels like they've hit a ceiling at Oklahoma, that maybe the ceiling's higher at USC? Which... These are all possibilities, and I don't know that Lincoln Riley is going to give us an honest answer to that when he gets introduced as as USC's coach, because I don't think he's going to say anything that would reflect negatively on Oklahoma, but your actions are your actions. I mean, as as Jimbo Fisher said when when he was describing to me the contract that Texas A&M initially offered him, what you're doing speaks so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, maybe he, is he a big LeBron fan? Maybe is it just, you know, maybe saw LeBron, LeBron do it do and it? say, Did he orchestrate this. <laughs> this is a rich Paul orchestration. Um, I, he, he's like, he's like Russell Westbrook didn't work. So I'm going to, I'm going to find another resident 
one-time resident of, of suburban OKC, the, the OKC metro area, and try him now. So, so there's just like so many sides to this. I think obviously right now, in the absence of an explanation from Lincoln Riley, then we, you know, have to put our Ari Wasserman brand theorizing hats on here and just try, you know, just try and like put put ourselves in his uh, his Jordans uh, in Norman and figure out like what was oh, wrong. He didn't there. get Jordans anymore. He's he's on swoosh now. But so, so he's giving he's trading Jordans for swooshes. And this this is the thing I've I've struggled with since Friday when we were all hearing a lot more of this LSU buzz and like how real is that getting and you hear OU's getting a little bit nervous and all that. And for me, I just had a hard time wrapping my head around. Okay, so what are the what are the motives? What are what are the reasons that like what are the problems? Like from from the outside looking in, it would seem like Andy, when you talk about alignment, we we all hold mm-hmm. out Oklahoma up as the ideal of amazing ad amazing head coach you know really fully maximizing your your potential at that program i I shouldn't say maximizing because you know clearly the the aspiration was national titles and they were getting very close to that it is i don't it's hard for me to say it's as simple as they feel like they you know that maybe they bumped a ceiling there with the semifinals because we know the playoffs expanding too so whether that's eight or twelve you can't really say like oklahoma is stuck being at best, third right. or fourth in the country, right? You can't really say that. Um, yeah, you, they, you can. They, you can look be at the, in the mix for a twelve-team playoff this year still. Right after Com- last completely. Night. So you know, you hear from people over the weekend who kind of say the typical stuff about, oh, he has concerns; they're not ready to go to the SEC, and there's sort of this checklist of things that they're going to need, to, which is obvious. I mean, of course, you need to do no matter when you make that move, you need to have that conversation about all the things you need to do to potentially prepare for that jump in competition. Um, but I like, I, I can't, I can't quite, and you know, I can't wrap my head around what drove him to do it. Um, and I'm fascinated to hear what the explanation is on that. And also like, just, just for, you know, just to be clear here, like did Oklahoma have a chance to match this? Did Oklahoma not match this? I, that that is the interesting question because were they given Oklahoma a chance or was that on, is it done? I mean, you know, that's Oklahoma was working on something new, and now look, Oklahoma had given Lincoln Riley a raise pretty much every year that he's been the head coach, right? Because there's been interest every year, and there, there's been NFL interest, there's been other kinds of interest, so the, they had been going up and up and up and up and up. And, and, and when you see Mel Tucker and you see James Franklin, and you see where the industry's going, you know the price of having a Lincoln Riley is going to keep going up. Yeah, I, I think it is, but I just this feels more like a less about money and more about situation. I mean that that's that's the thing. What what is does he feel like he's stepping into a better situation? And and you and I have talked to people about this USC job, which listen, everybody agrees it's a great job that you have access to a lot of really good players, and that if you do it right. You can win national titles there. But also, people who play USC regularly will tell you that the roster is not very good right now. Like, Lincoln Riley is taking a big step down in terms of roster quality. Now, he's also taking a big step down in terms of competition into the Pac-12 South. Now, we don't I don't, we don't know how much longer divisions are going to be right. a thing. Right. But Utah's the one you got to worry about. And then Oregon in the North. 
And we'll see what what happens with, with the hire at Washington. But Jonathan Smith's staying in Oregon State, so that they're pretty good. But in the South, it's Utah. And so I think he probably feels reasonably confident that, that he can build USC up pretty quickly and still win now with with what he's got. But this is this is shocking because he never struck me as the type who would make a rash move. And maybe he's not making a rash move. Maybe this is a move that's been in the works. But he, he's always been kind of an old soul guy. He's not really a flashy guy. He's certainly not a, a, a guy who likes any drama. And Oklahoma right. is like the, the most drama-free job in America. For sure. I, I, I think... You know, you say USC is one of the best jobs in the country. I think I think we have to probably qualify that and say it can be one of the best jobs in the country. Today, it is definitely definitely not. They're, they're, not. From an administration yeah. standpoint, they're trying to get things back on track there. But, I mean, I think you watch them this season. And, you know, and there's been obviously a lot. We, we, we did a lot of reporting. You know, Bruce and, and Antonio did when the, the firing happened about the real state of USC. You look under the hood and culturally, it is not in a good place right now. It is, it's just not. And so this is a rebuild. I mean, Lincoln Riley can can come in and he can flip all of his California recruits and maybe he can bring a bunch of players with him from Norman. But it, this is a rebuild. This okay, is a starting let's, over. Let's 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 talk about that right now. Do you think Caleb Williams goes with him? I mean, I think I don't know if he necessarily needs to if, if they can. I'm sure they can get Malachi Nelson to come with him. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's we're, we're also in this day and age where, yeah, I would I would say we can't rule out the possibility that there are going to be some, because Oklahoma is has obviously recruited nationally um, and, and brought in some really talented players. I'm sure there are a lot of guys on that team that would say, I, hey, I would definitely think about going to USC. And, and you know, you're kind of captain how many you can take, but shoot, I, would you be surprised if they if a bunch of kids tried to go over to, to USC? No, and this is this will be our first real big test of that to to watch because it's the first major job to job move. And like we were saying before, this may be the biggest job school to school move in terms of brand names in I don't know how long. Because yeah. I, again, I think it's bigger than Jimbo going from Florida State to Texas A and M because of the situation between Jimbo and Florida State that did not exist between Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma. They they were getting along, you know they. they there was happiness there. I'm assuming if this job never came along, that he still would be the the, the coach at Oklahoma. So, yeah, who who moves? Because it's one thing where like Billy Napier is going to Florida, mm-hmm. and so maybe a good young D tackle from from Louisiana Lafayette decides to come along, but it's not like he's going to bring his whole roster. Because oh, he's and, moving to a different And in the level. 23 class, they've got like, I don't know what, the four or five best players in California already committed to Oklahoma. So I don't think that's going to be the case for much longer here. And by the way, if you if you go in there and you're playing as Jackson Dart and Malachi Nelson, yeah, you probably don't need to bring Caleb Williams. You're probably in pretty decent shape to yeah. start that thing off. Um, I, man, I, it's it's really jaw-dropping and, and there's... I think the one of the, the questions that's just going to come up and, and he's going to have to answer is because we don't really know the truth here is um, how the the SEC part of this is huge. And so was he fully in the loop that that was going on? Or was he sort of brought in at the last minute on that? Because, you know, Andy, they kept a very tight circle on this. 
Um, yes. When it does happen. And that, but that's not, and that's not a question. Even even if your football coach is that good, that's really not a question no. you ask your football coach. Like you don't say, would you be cool with us going to the SEC? That, that's not really his decision I, uh, to have any hand football in. Football programs are, are not exactly fortresses of secrecy, Andy. I think that that's probably yes. as, as, important as, as, yes. as important as Lincoln Riley is to what you're doing there. It, for short term, long term, all of that. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that I know, oh, he, he wasn't told to the last minute or anything like that, but I think it's an important question because those guys, you know, um, Lincoln Riley and Steve Sarkeesian, they, they have to say all the right things when these, these things come out. You, we don't know how they really feel about the idea of uprooting and going into a much, uh, you know, much more challenging conference. Who knows what year that's going to be? Who knows what the divisions look like? Who knows what the playoff looks like? Um, and, and probably part of the problem here is you and I don't, can't say today, this is the year that Oklahoma is going into the sec. So maybe that part of it made it made Lincoln's job harder here over the last six months or so. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think it's sooner rather than later. I don't think it'll go the length that, that they were talking about initially. I don't think it'll go to the end of the, the big 12's meter right steel. So it's, it's not going to be four more years. It's, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Sure. But, but do you, again, do you look at we don't this? Know when that is. Do you look at this and say the opportunity here? And I'm not I'm not trying to disrespect what Mary Cristobal's done in Oregon or what anybody else is doing in the Pac-12. But is the sort of big picture play here that you know can we turn USC into kind of the you know the Clemson of its conference? We win the we win the league every year. You know we're top four every year. That that's maybe a different upside than you'd have in a 16 team SEC. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's that's what the pitch probably was for Mike Bone at, at USC is that you can win this league every year if you do this right. You can do what Pete Carroll did in this league. And and Oklahoma is leaving a conference a, where they've been winning the league every year with without right. a whole it, lot of trouble. And if the Pac-12 has a guaranteed spot in the playoff, which it sounds more and more like that's what they're going toward instead of the you know, top six highest ranked conference champs. Though I will say, if it's the six highest ranked conference champs, a Pac-12 champion USC is probably going to be one of those six every time anyway. Yeah. So, I, I mean, th that's that's the piece of it. Yes, does he want to be just big footing over an entire conference, which does seem like a, a little easier path than dealing with LSU and Texas and, <laughs> and, and, this, and Texas A&M and, uh, you know, Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and <laughs> Florida. And, and <laughs> you know, and I, I can think, say it like that. I, I can think back to July when, you know, July 21st or 22nd when the news dropped and, I'm, and you and I were talking on the phone and there was a part of me that even with that, and this is, you know, just as shocking, if not more I mean, in, in some ways, but, I, the, uh, the 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 thing that I had a hard time kind of processing and all that is why would Oklahoma want to cede the throne they've got? Maybe Lincoln Riley didn't want to cede the throne that he's got. Maybe he liked the path that he had at Oklahoma to be a contender every single year. And as as you know, there's a lot of good coaches in the Big Twelve. There's been a lot of good competitive programs, but Oklahoma's been running that league. And maybe a guy like him didn't want to leave that situation. So we've got to sneak a regular Paul Feinbaum caller into his his introductory press conference at USC to be like, Lincoln, why were you scared of the SEC? Right? I mean, somebody's got to ask it that way. 
I'm I'm sure there's a lot of upset people in Oklahoma that are probably thinking that right now. I mean, this this is this is not like going to be some friendly like, oh, I get it, man. Good for you. This is not going to be like a very friendly divorce here. This is an absolute yeah, stunner. You know, um, <laughs> you know what he's going to say? This. Lincoln, are you shocked that you've gotten this far without anybody asking you about all the rumors this week? I'm just... I'm just saying I'm going to I'm going to ask you about it so I might as well. Um I mean it's nonstop. I mean it's it's every day Hold up, hold up, hold up, Gary. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Can and I ask you Next question. It, next question. It, it's like it was it was like so it was brilliant. Like it was so disarming of him to say that. Well, that's what I said on the podcast <laughs> last night after he, because uh, Ari and I were recording while that press conference was going on and Ari reads it off of Twitter that that's what he said. And I'm like, well, that, that answers that question. He's not going to LSU. But I didn't even think, because I, I talked to people in Norman on Friday. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, on Friday and, and said, are you worried? Are you concerned? And the thought and, and the answer was yes. They were very concerned. He was either they were getting an odd vibe off of off of Riley and the staff was getting an odd vibe. And I just I'm the dummy that didn't ask about the right school. Cause I all of the questions were framed toward LSU. Well, and I I think, and I, I don't think this is unreasonable, but I I think probably internally the fear for the last few years has not been that a, that some powerhouse is going to come steal Lincoln Riley. It's been that the NFL is going to steal Lincoln Riley. And that's the thing yeah. you've been rightfully fearful of. And I'm sure he gets called all the time about NFL jobs. I just can't believe. I mean, and I say this out of respect for how good the Oklahoma job is, you know, and that's that's something we're going to have to get into in all this. But well, let, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about it now, because there's there's two openings. As far as I know, it, the, the other one hasn't been filled since we've been talking. LSU and Oklahoma both open now. This feels it still feels weird to say, Max. Of the two SEC jobs that are open, which is better, <laughs> LSU or Oklahoma? Well, let's back up for a second. So, do you believe the conclusion? Do you agree with the conclusion that's been made here that USC is preferable to LSU? Preferable for Lincoln for Lincoln Riley. Riley. I think, yeah. I mean, that's clear. Would it be preferable for everyone? I don't know. That's that's another question. I mean, I, I do think truth serum injected, a lot of the coaches would say, I would rather be in the Pac-12 at a place where I can get elite players than be in the SEC at a place where I can get elite players because I have to play fewer opponents that also have elite players in the Pac-12. You know, and you look at the last few years here, and we, you know, we've talked a lot about how, wow, look at all of these blue chip players that are leaving the state of California. A bunch of them were going to Norman, Oklahoma. So Lincoln Riley can actually be the guy that helps solve that problem because he's at the pitch to get them to leave and not go to places like USC. So here, here's the thing. Who gets Oklahoma now? Because you and I have talked about this a, mi- a million times. This is a job that most coaches in America will want because there's good AD, there is a lot of alignment at that school. It, it, 
it's pretty harmonious where you don't have boosters trying to bigfoot you that they get along with the AD, the AD gets along with the president, everybody sort of locks arms and sings kumbaya and they're all going toward the same goal. So this does feel like a job that just about anybody would want. Now, we've talked about Matt Campbell at Iowa State and we talked about him as a potential candidate for USC. The thought was always Matt Campbell doesn't want to coach in the SEC. That 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 recruiting environment and that that environment just not, isn't for him. What if it's Oklahoma in the SEC? Is that different? Okay, so first of all, if if Joe Castiglione tweeted tonight, um, I've posted a sign-up sheet for, for interviews for the Oklahoma job. I'm going to interview 10 people. How many coaches would fly to Norman tonight and try to be the first one in line? In, 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 at 90% the FBS level. Of them. <laughs> I agree. 90% of them. <laughs> this is this – is, I, I don't think I'm overhyping it to say – and look, I, I – Look, USC and LSU have been open for quite a while, and we've seen how that's gone for them so far, evidently. Um, good job on USC to finish it the way they did. But uh, yeah. this this is a job opening up that I think is one of those that a lot of people who said, I'm happy where I am, are, are probably rethinking things a little bit. Right. Be- right. And and that's what I the, – like Luke Fickle didn't want any right. – didn't want to talk about anything. He looks like he's going to stay at Cincinnati. I still think he stays at Cincinnati, but would you consider Oklahoma? Maybe you would. You would you take might. the phone call. Yeah, I think you would take the phone call. Yeah. Um. So yeah. so to start, and so I I for that reason I think that there's going to be. I'm, I'm fascinated to see kind of where people go with this tonight because I'm sure there will be some people saying, um, you know, like is 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 like a Mark Stoops suddenly does he make like a lot of sense for a job like this when he's been you know linked to LSU potentially or or staying put or whatever. Um, you know, I, you, you asked about Campbell and, um, Campbell was up for USC and I, and, and this is, I think this was overall a pretty stunning turn of events here. Um, so, uh, I think there is from just from my understanding of the way that he, he sees things. Yes. There's, there's a sense that, you know, his preference would not be to coach in the SEC. I think his preference would probably not to be coaching in the conference and, and, you know, um, because I, 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 he cares that much about his players. I don't think he necessarily wants to do that. Right, to them. wouldn't want to be in the Big Twelve, right. If Oklahoma's still in the Big Twelve right. next year, right? Which that is a temporary sense. problem. Um, and man, other than that, like you kind of have to take the job. And I, and I, I, I've, I've, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Castiglione started there. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. They've, they've, you look at the Oklahoma Iowa State games of the last four or five years, and. Clearly, Matt Campbell has proven he can he can play with Oklahoma, um, and 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 has pre- impressed a lot of people in this conference with those games. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it started there. And uh, I think if you're Matt Campbell, you have to think very seriously about, it, especially if you know the other jobs that you were potentially up for are off the table here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's I think you kind of have to start there. But man, you could you could and and you know okay, you you mentioned you mentioned Mark Stoops, yeah. Who, I would imagine is probably. I believe he has some family ties to this job. I believe. Would be interested. Okay, yeah, a little bit of family ties. Also, let me throw this out there with Mark Stoops. We haven't talked about this, but Kirk Ferentz has been the head coach at Iowa since the same year that Bob Stoops got hired at, at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. In fact, Bob Stoops was up for the Iowa and Oklahoma jobs at the same time. I don't know how much longer Kirk Ferentz is going to coach either. You know, he he might want to ride out into the sunset with a with a Big Ten West title. 
And all of a sudden that jumps. This is but, this is like so truly Stoops, the first Sunday of all this. Like we still have lots of dominoes here to go. Yeah. Mark Mark Stoops could be a candidate for any of this, but given what and I, I feel like you know one of the Swarskis on super fans, but Mark's brother Bob was the the head coach at Oklahoma for a long time, and it worked out real well. Uh, his brother Mike was an assistant there for a long time. It didn't work out quite as well at the end there, but that feels like a, a fit. Mark's been successful in the SEC already. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's outpunched his way to Kentucky. The question, and this is the question, if Mark were to take LSU, if that was offered to him, um, I know people talked about maybe him in Florida, but Florida was clearly locked in on Billy Napier the entire time. Right. But if Mark Stoops moved up a level, would he be able to recruit at that level? Would he have success at that level? And that's a legitimate question for anybody moving up to this level. It'd be the legitimate question with Matt Campbell as well. But that feels like a, a, a no-brainer in terms of if you're canvassing, who do you talk to? He's one of the people you talk to. Yeah. Let me let me throw one more at you in the SEC. And this would this has a complicated psychological history to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how how either party I would feel know where about you're going this. With this one. Yeah. Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Josh Heupel did one of the best jobs in the country this year. He did a good job at U, at UCF, but the job he did at Tennessee this year was incredible given the situation that he walked into winning seven games with that team. Uh, it looks like he's going to get Hinton Hooker back. Uh, this is, this was just an unbelievable job because you kind of wondered, you know, how much of what he did at UCF was inheriting a, a pretty good roster in, in a league that, you know, is designed for you to be able to compete pretty well. Tennessee was not that case. I mean, he inherited a, a terrible situation in a league where almost everybody has as much or more talent and he did great. So, but he also got fired by Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. His relationship with Oklahoma has been really frosty. Yeah. To say the least. Since all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah, I think that part of it, the relationship piece of it is, it's hard to see it right now. And that's not a statement on Josh Eibel's capability of, of doing this job. You do also wonder if, you know, considering that, um, you know, he and Jay Norvell got pushed out and replaced by Lincoln Riley. There is an element of this job in taking it over that you are kind of living in the shadow of Lincoln Riley's extremely high level of success here too, starting off. And, and of course, of Bob Stoops, you know, sustained success. Like this is one of those programs that like, you're, you know, you're but not I mean, going six and six is, next year. You know, the expectation yeah, is we, really freaking high. We've talked about this, though. Anybody who even thinks about taking the Oklahoma job needs to understand their expectation, as long as they're in the Big 12, is to win the Big 12 title. Yeah. And once they move to the SEC, it's it's going to be to win double-digit games every year. Uh, Ohio State is the most recession-proof program in the country. Oklahoma is the second most recession-proof program in the country. You, I mean, really, take away the 90s, and they've never been mediocre or bad. Ever. It's true. The, the, the 90s were a little rocky, but as soon as... Castiglione gets hired as the AD. He hires Stoops as the head coach. They've been great since. They've been the best team in their league since. Bud Wilkinson, Barry Switzer, you name it. They were pretty amazing at Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. So And and always have been. So if you are even considering taking this job, you need to understand even being above average isn't good enough. You have to be excellent all the time. Yeah, and I think it's a credit to Lincoln and the way that he has um, elevated recruiting there and the way he's elevated 
I mean, this, there's few coaches in the country who, who think more about brand than Lincoln Riley does with his program. And uh, I'm fascinated to see in taking over USC how he goes about it. I'm, I, I think he probably is the right kind of guy in a lot of ways for where the sport's going and, and, and what you need to highlight at USC to get players there and, and get back to what USC can be. Um, <laughs> man, it, it's, uh, it's, gosh, I, I, I really can't, I really just can't believe it though, Andy. I mean, really like it, because let, let's just be totally clear here. Like, you know, last couple of days. Yeah. Like you said, there's a little bit of nervousness, but there was not some undercurrent of, Hmm, he doesn't seem really happy in this job or he and Joe don't get along or things like, like, no, you would, you wouldn't from, you would not have guessed that this divorce was coming anytime soon. I think I know the job because we've been talking about which, which move, which, what was the last move this big? It might be Jackie Sherrill to Texas A&M for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because he was in a, kind of in a similar boat where he hardly ever lost a game at Pittsburgh. And then A&M makes this massive offer and he, and he goes out. Now, that didn't work out for, for him there. But I, I, I have been racking my brain trying to figure out who else even comes close in this situation. Let me ask you this. So you think, you think about Lincoln Riley's tenure in Oklahoma. I still believe, I think Oklahoma probably should have won it all in 2017. If they survive the Rose Bowl, I think they do. Win it all there. Yes. Well, because Nick Saban would would Alabama would have been scoring enough on Oklahoma. The Jalen Hurts is playing the whole with game. Jalen Hurts yeah. that they never go to Tua. Never go to Tua. And but it wouldn't have been enough to keep up with Baker Mayfield and company. I agree. Now, now let me ask you this, Max. But, Oklahoma has that was Lincoln Riley's first year as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has gone down a notch basically every year. Hmm. 2018, probably pretty equal with Kyler Murray. Also won the Heisman Trophy. Also the number one pick. They also made the playoff. But they did not, they were not competitive in the in the playoff game. Alabama took a massive early lead and just sort of cruised the rest of the way, even though Oklahoma's offense got going. Andy, today's the first they day. Just, they were of, destroyed by LSU. T- today's the first day uh, since Lincoln Riley arrived in Norman, Oklahoma, that Oklahoma cannot win the Big 12 championship. <laughs> I mean, I know. it's I been... Know. It's been a pretty. I mean, ten and two by the by the recent standard is a very disappointing I'm year. Splitting now. hair. I'm splitting hairs, Max. I know. Splitting, but I'm but, also but, trying to find a reason. But my question to you is: Do, this you, is, do you you take you take the semifinal against Alabama? You take certainly Joe Burrow lighting them up in the semifinal. Like, do you believe that there is some? Do Do you think it's valid for Lincoln Riley to have some concern that we we got as good as we could get here? Yes, I do. Now, my theory is, in terms of roster building, that once Oklahoma is in the SEC, the line of scrimmage players that they have needed, that they've been lacking, that and, and that's shown up in these games, like Quinn and Williams absolutely annihilated Oklahoma's offensive yeah. line yeah. in that Orange Bowl. Like they could, they there was nothing they could do to deal with him, nothing. So. Those players, I think, once they get in the SEC, will play at Oklahoma. And the question is, well, but they already, you know, why wouldn't they go to Oklahoma now? Oklahoma's so good. They don't want to play in the Big 12. Right. They don't. Right. Like, they'll go play at Mississippi State or Ole Miss before they'll go play in the Big 12. It, 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 Especially on you the couldn't you you could take it from a certain 
worldview of this sport. You could take this as like a pretty damning statement that one of the best coaches in college football, his recruiting classes were in the five to 10 range concluded that that's not good enough in this sport to compete at the highest level. And that maybe USC just has that a different upside and, you know, look, quality of life and all sorts of other things. I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Oklahoma has USC beat all the time. Or you can, you completely regionalize it and be like, he's scared of the SEC. There's gonna be some of that. I think we're going to see I, some of that. What one man's one man scared of the SEC is another man's this is simply an easier path so why wouldn't you use common sense and take the easier path if you're trying to get to the same place. And you know with some of these guys like we 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 have a tendency to to say like oh well they would only leave for these two or three jobs or whatever. Maybe this is just one of those jobs Lincoln Riley's always thought was really badass. And if it ever opened, then give me <laughs> a call. exactly right. It could, that could be the case. So Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln Riley's in his early 20s when Pete Carroll's tearing it up at USC. They're the coolest program in the sport. I can imagine Lincoln Riley as a young coach in Lubbock, Texas, watching those games on TV going. Saying, I want to coach the Reggie Bushes of the world. Rad. Yeah. Could be, could yeah. be, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. By the way, in, in, in the, uh, the grand scheme of the rivalry here too, Kind of uh, kind of coincidental here. Year one of Tom Herman, Bob Stoops retires. Year one of Sarkeesian isn't even over, and Lincoln Riley's gone. Like if Texas ever got its act together, of course they're leaving for the SEC, and that's a whole different story now. But man, if Texas ever got it, like had a chance to get its act together, it would be right now. Yeah, but you know, got to be Kansas first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and that maybe that's part of it too, Andy. Like you look at this Oklahoma season, and they played—you could argue eight or nine games that where they looked pretty beatable. I mean, is is that? Yeah. Is that also part of it? And now, obviously, this roster is full of Lincoln's players. I think it's a good team. Certainly, it's a good team, good enough to win close games. The quarterback issue was kind of unique this year, um, but you knew it was going to be better next. I really feel like OU was setting up to have, you know, a top four, top five type of team next year too. That's also part of this that. To walk away from that and start up a rebuild is is a really interesting career choice. Now, obviously, he's still a really young guy, so he has he has a lot of time here. But uh, man, I, you just wouldn't think for where they are, as disappointing as I'm sure last night, you know, in Stillwater was, you wouldn't think that uh, this is a time that that would have felt right to walk away. Which is why being around that whole beat core last night, no, no, no one like everyone thought like, okay, that's it. He said no to LSU, so the he's end. Not going to LSU, the end. From Mule Shoe, Texas to Los Angeles, Beverly Hills. Well, that's more west. You know, UCLA is more Beverly Hills. This is this is closer to downtown, but swimming pools, do, movie stars. <laughs> do do we need to also have the um like uh holy moly Granny Riley on the back of the truck in a rocking chair? <laughs> yes. No, the um absolutely the the wow good job by UPAC twelve, like you know, welcome back to relevance yeah. here. I mean, well, let's we got a team in the playoff first, and we'll we'll talk about it. I think that's that's probably the the time to to have that discussion. Wow, I mean, they, you <laughs> but know. no, I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna get spicy. I mean, if I'm Mario Cristobal, I'm looking at that and going, well, so that my job just got harder. I would think so. 
I would think so. Yeah, I think if you're if you're George Klevkov, you're thinking this is a pretty sweet way to start this thing up. I'm pretty excited about about the whole future of this thing. And that, and I'm not saying you know it, it's the same as the Big Twelve. Like you your your brand is defined in a lot of ways by the success of that program at the very top. Max, this is only the first day of this. Yeah, it's gonna get wild from here. I mean, gonna, I don't know if there's anything that's gonna top this. I, I just have to say this out loud, the like. Domino- there's going to be an Oklahoma coaching Oklahoma search. Oklahoma is a domino effect job now. <laughs> Oklahoma is having a coaching search. I mean, it's been a long ass time, Andy. <laughs> what what is going on? That's exactly. I was in college the last time. I actually spoke to Bob Stoops's mom. Did you? And she said, "Yes, he interviewed with Iowa and Oklahoma today, and he's going to take one of those." Nice, nice. Yeah, good to know. That's, um, <laughs> but here we, they're in a little, they're in a slightly are. better position now than having to hire a, a defensive coordinator, I think, probably. Although there's some good ones I, out there. By so. the way, do we need to mention that? Do you, is, is, I like, you know, is, is Grinch one of those people that's up for this job too? He's going to get an interview, I bet. I would think so. I mean, if only as a courtesy. Man. Unreal. But buckle up, baby. This is, this is just day one of this deal. Oh, boy. how many? What's it's, the over under on emergency on. pods? You think? Uh, prior to about three hours ago, mm-hmm. I would have said three. Now, uh, I'm going to go with uh, seventy-two. I was going to say I, I meant over under for t- today's emergency pods, like one and a half, two and a half. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's, who, let's. Who put knows it in a what? Solid two and a half. Who, who knows good. what we've missed in this time? We've been we've been trying to to process all this. Oh my goodness. Who knows what the next few hours will bring, but we'll be here to cover it all at The Athletic. If you're not already subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash Andy Staples. We're always running a good deal. And by the way, you're going to need it this next few weeks because it's going to come fast and furious. Lincoln Riley's USC's coach and Oklahoma needs a coach and LSU still needs a coach and Virginia Tech still needs a ball. Oh, boy. Uh, Come on. uh, Max is pointing uh, at me. uh, What now? What now? According to Adam Schefter, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is a target for the Oklahoma job. (laughs) Oh, man. Doesn't he already have a pretty good job? Dude, there's going to be like 25 coaches linked to this job. There's no doubt. I mean, who doesn't want this job? I hate to say that. I hate to say this about the guy who's leading the NFC West right now, but isn't he better at this job than he was at that job? I, I think there's, I think that's pretty clear. I, I, he's having the time of his life in the NFL, so I don't know, I don't know why. But think about I how know. many agents. I'll go to the level where I was worse, so I can talk to sixteen-year-olds every night. <laughs> how many people are going to get raises off this job? And LSU's not even, not even closed yet. Oh my oh. goodness. It's a great time to be a member of a search firm or to be a coach who had a randomly good season because you're about to get pizzayed. Max Olson, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with about 74 more emergency pods during the week. This is never going to stop. Good night. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events 
the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.